Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a podcast. Not only is this a podcast, but it's our journey. A journey that we hope you want to ride out with us as we intend to educate you guys, inspire, talk about past and current experiences, and to make one think to stop judging others. Most importantly, stop judging yourself based on others' views and perceptions. With that said, you'll be hearing from me, myself, Austin Kirshner, but along with our journey on this podcast will be my mother, Kathy Kirshner, and my brother, Dylan Kirshner. With that said, welcome to Silencing of Stigma. We're going back to the roots. So Dylan, remember when I called you the other day? (laughs) Huh? Yes, sir. What was my question? What does uh, the Bible say about swearing? Yeah, the, the whole reason why I brought that up was because we had a whole conversation at work with the guys about uh, religion, believe it or not. A bunch of construction guys having to talk about religion. <laughs> but no, uh, Nothing wrong with that. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, and we brought up a lot of different stuff, and we all had our different beliefs, believe it or not. It was very interesting, and we uh, I brought up the cussing thing. I asked the kid, he's, he's a Christian, and I said, does the Bible say anything about using bad words or cussing? And that was my question to you. Yeah, and I researched it and I looked it up. There's different verses out of the Bible that say stuff along the lines of that. Now, you consider yourself a Christian as well. Yes. Okay. Do you want me to read some of these? No, I just want to know your opinion or what stuff you found out of the Bible was said. Here's the thing. I was just thinking about that on the way over here. I can get my point across without using any vulgar words, just like you can get your point across without using any vulgar words. You just choose to use them. But Correct? It, it's like it's part of my personality. That's fine. I'm not saying it's, it's wrong for you to use it. I'm in my opinion, I just don't I don't see the use for it. I agree. And there's one I'm not going to sit I just I'm I'll not going to sit here and say you're a bad person for swearing. That's not what I do. I'm not, I wasn't taking it a personal way. I was saying, what does the Bible state about cussing? Well, there's bun- like I said, there's a bunch of different verses that... Mom, what's your opinion? I told you, the Bible, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not take God's name in vain, is all I know about this. That was one of these verses I saw. Okay. But saying fuck is not using God's name in vain. Just saying GD is, so... What's GD? I'm not going to say it. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know where these. I gotta look this up sometime. Where cuss words came? Like who? Who decided that where they originate from? Yeah. Who decided that the f word was a bad word? Why have them if they're bad? Okay. Welcome, Maddie, to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we, sorry. So you're saying your opinion is that they're not bad? <laughs> no, I'm not saying they are bad. It's. <laughs> it was. It's. It comes down to me. No, it's, I'm talking to Maddie now. Oh, okay. We're, We're gonna introduce I Maddie introduce here in a her second. First. She's just sitting here, but go ahead and give yours, and then we'll do the intro for Maddie. Your thoughts on bad words? Who makes them bad? I say use them. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying they're not bad then? No, I don't get the point. So if they're, if they're bad, you say they if they're, wouldn't be there. Okay, I got you. Okay, she's going to be a good story to tell. But before we get started on that, I'm just going to do a shout-out here quick. Um, Saturday, I was in town. Uh, Nate's Necessities is a group that someone shared with me. Um, it's a young boy who passed away of a heroin overdose or a drug overdose. I think it was heroin. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I met with his father 
and they're doing a stocking thing downtown um, on the 19th of December. So I want to give a shout out to that. It's for the homeless. Um, we're filling stockings with uh, hygiene products, candy, gloves. Um, so I was able to go down there to meet with him this week. And York Giving's Helping Hands is another group that I met. And every Saturday and Sunday, they feed the needy peop the people in need in the city. It was the most amazing thing that I've experienced. Um, it's a hot meal. Uh, Mike's in charge of the York Giving Helping Hands. He does it. He's this is his second year. Um, literally on Saturday, we handed out hot dogs and sauerkraut. They served over 150 people, and he literally pulls his van with a trailer in there every weekend. Cold, rain, hot, summer. And the people are so appreciative. And I just want to throw that out there, that that's a great organization. It's York Giving Helping Hands. That's a page that you can get on. I think you have to answer like three questions to get on this page. But Is it a group or page? It's a group, sorry. What's the name of the group? York Giving Helping Hands. And literally, they just they have sign-up sheets for every weekend. You can sign up to donate water. You can sign up to go help. I just happened to be there and just stuck around to help. Um, I met some really good people. Um, the people in need, it's interesting how grateful they are. So before we get started, I just want to throw that out there. When's the next event? It's every Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 2. What's the one they're doing? So the 19th is Nate's Necessities. So Nate Necessities comes on Saturdays and gives out clothing. Um, if weather permitting, and then the other one, they're there whether it's raining, snowing, whatever. And that's a hot meal, and then each person gets a hot meal, whatever that might be, and then they get a, a lunch bag that has a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a sweet snack, a salty snack, a bottle of water, flavoring to put into their water, and then whatever the hot meal is. So one of the pizza shops is donating something next week on the 19th, Sons of Italy, is bringing baked ziti um, with COVID. If you want to help, there's a sign-up sheet. Make sure you're wearing your mask. He follows all the COVID, but it was kind of cool. Um, I went, I didn't know anybody, and within 10 minutes, I felt like I was part of their family. Some people do it every weekend. Mike does it every weekend. Um, he's going to come on someday. He just doesn't know it yet um, to the podcast. He doesn't like to take the praise for it, so that's why I'm shooting this out there because it's it's amazing what you see and what you learn and how people need stuff and they're so appreciative so i just want to throw that out there all right well uh you heard her a little bit in the beginning there we have a special guest today and uh like i said you might have heard her mentioned on episode 17 during the podcast with our cousin david so this would be her sister and his sister i mean his sister sorry my bad <laughs> Uh, like I said, I remember her as the one who always swam at, at our parents' pool, right? And she's also my cousin, Dylan's cousin. I want to welcome Maddie as well as Vicky. my my aunt Vicky. Hi, <laughs> Maddie's <laughs> mother. That would be Maddie's mom. Yes. And we were talking a little bit. You reached out to my mom, or did she reach out to you? No, Maddie started watching the podcast, and she made the comment at the very beginning, put a shout-out for the podcast, and said everybody should listen. Um, Maddie, obviously, if you listen to David's story, was affected by drug addiction. Um, it touched her, 
and she wanted to share and so she has some stuff of her own that she thinks that if she shares might help other people so do you want to tell us a little bit about how you grew up yeah um so i grew up in a like nice sized home in like a really nice neighborhood with a bunch of kids two older brothers i didn't really see them a lot because they were teenagers they wanted to get out of the house they wanted to do their own stuff what's the age difference again so your older brothers are what um 30 and 29 and i'm 17 17 yeah you're the youngest in the family okay yep i've always been the baby at all the family reunions (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you're the only girl cousin we have on that side of the family i'm also the only girl how's that make you feel i don't know so it's a good thing. She was always picked on. Maddie spent a lot of time with us when she was a child. Yeah, every time I think of you, I always remember uh, Kyle picking on you a lot. Do you remember that growing oh, up? Oh, yeah. I remember hiding from him because he was... <laughs> <laughs> how, old, how old do you remember? You were at, like, what age were you when you remember? Because I remember him picking on you when you were like, oh, little, yeah. little. I remember multiple times. Like, I remember multiple times. What would he do? He would just like he would just like chase me around. And I'd get too tired. He'd probably like, say your name a lot too. Yep, I'd go in the pool and like I'd see him and I'd duck down. <laughs> <laughs> He'd ring my doorbell on my bedroom wall. And <laughs> him and Uncle Chris and who knows who else was ringing my doorbell. Yeah, up there. <laughs> so she got abused by the older boys. <laughs> Did you did you ever share that kind of relationship with your brothers at all? How yeah. close were you to them? Um, I'd say as we grew up, somehow the relationships got. So at the beginning, I'd say they were close. Then, like as they as time moved on, I'd say they moved apart. But then I'd say that they're getting closer again. Just now with um, how well David's been doing, basically. Um, I use that as an inspiration to get through every day. Okay, so let's just clarify. So David and Zach are her brothers, but yeah. they are they have a separate dad. So they spent some weekends with their dad. Did yeah. they? Yeah, every other weekend. I can't even remember that. Every other yeah. weekend they were with their dad, yeah. So you just said that David's inspiration, Dave's been clean... I don't even know how long now at this point. Almost five years. So congratulations, Dave, because I'm sure you're listening. And he shared his story. As Austin said, it was episode... 17. 17. So... He shares the 12 steps. Yeah, he's the one that shares the 12 steps. Uh, He shared a lot of information. And there was a special moment in his podcast. Yeah, I'll play it for you right now. It's all right. Maddie? Yeah. I feel seriously this time. You know, I learned much more about me and um it's something you know i've told maddie this too my last time in treatment she sent me a letter and uh i remember reading it in my room i went in closed the door made sure nobody came in my room when i read it because i I can only imagine what this letter would say (laughs) but uh you know it was just saying that she still loves me you know she wants the old me back and i broke down you know and at that moment i broke down i got in the shower and i actually prayed for the first time in god knows how long you know, I was just like, God, just help me. Um, you know, and I've told Maddie that, like, she that that letter definitely lit the fire under my ass to actually do something with my life. Um, you know, and I, as you know, me and Maddie's relationship, her and I were extremely close. You know, especially yes. with her growing up. 
you know, with my mom going through what she was going through, you know, I was a big part of her life and she's a big part of my life and I love her to death for it. Um, but yeah, so after that letter, you know, I started praying. I didn't know what I was praying to. I didn't know who I was praying to. Um, so what, what's your reaction to that? So you just said he's your big inspiration. Yeah, let's just say when I listened to that the first time, there was a lot of ugly crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I remember specifically, like, the day I wrote that letter, like, I was just, like, I think it was one of the times that my mom had to throw David out of the house, which was really hard, and I was really upset, so I was in my room thinking and I was just like I'm just gonna write him a letter and I was like so I plopped down on my desk I remember because I had a minion puzzle there (laughs) and I took the minion puzzle apart and then I put the letter there and I wrote the letter and I just remember it didn't even like everything just kind of flowed out and I meant everything I said on that letter and I'm glad I wrote it because I didn't know it would do what it did so did you know before the podcast that it did what it did? Um, I had some idea. David's talked about it somewhat, but like I didn't know about to the extent. Yeah. Okay. So that's crucial. So Dave, you saved Dave. He yeah, was but... five years. I mean, obviously he had to work hard at it, but your letter lit the fire under his ass, as he said. Mm-hmm. And now you're saying he's saving you every day. Mm-hmm. So explain that to us. He's my only motivation to get through every day. <laughs> what kind of things do you struggle with throughout the day? Um, just like a lot of mental health, a lot of anxiety, a lot of feeling down, not really knowing why, a lot of bad thoughts, urges, but just like thinking about what David went through, I think. He went through that. He got through it. He was at the lowest, like, and I was like, I can do it too. So that's just what I think. So share with us some of the things if you want to, you don't have to, but share with us when did you start having the feelings that you have? Yeah, um, um, I'd say my parents say they've kind of always noticed little signs, but um, I'd say it really started coming out seventh grade. Probably um, started okay. with like the anxiety part. Just having a lot of trouble eating, um, not necessarily an eating disorder at that point, but um, I like felt like everything I put in my mouth I couldn't like swallow or I'd like choke and die on it. So like I just didn't eat. It's like they had that anxiety, and then that was also when a lot of things happened with David. So my depression kind of started then too. Then it just kind of escalated starting at, like, say probably, like, March of freshman year. That's when I started escalating. And I ended up going into my first inpatient in July of 2018. Yeah. Explain a little bit the inpatient. What's What, what exactly does that, how's yeah. that work? Um. So basically what happened... Oh, geez. Um, So you go to crisis intervention, which is basically just um, a really good service. 
that is there for you if you need someone to talk to if like you really feel like you're gonna like hurt yourself or something if you really feel like you need to talk to someone it's a good place to go um my parents have brought me there a couple times and um so would you say this is kind of like drug addiction and going to rehab a couple different times you know I've often wondered like if it is because like I've I don't know like I've always wanted to like ask David being like hmm what are the similarities between this one and this one because like I'm thinking and like because the eating disorder hospital and then the just like the generalized one were two different ones okay so like I can't imagine how different the drug abuse rehab would be Okay, so your first in in what is it called? Inpatient. Inpatient. Was that by choice, or was that someone else saying, "Hey, you might want to"? That was us taking her to crisis yeah. and asking for help. And what kind of small signs did you notice? Um, she was just very sad. Didn't participate in anything. Um, I don't know if you were self harming at that time. I think I, I think was. You were because I think that was a big thing that scared me. We would see, you know, um, the damage that she would do, and uh, it just scared us. We didn't know what to do, so um, we went to crisis, and they guided us through, um, put her in inpatient uh, for the first time. Um, scary. Uh, yeah, for but her. I met some really good people there. She's still in touch yeah, with those I'm people. Still, I just hung out with one of them the other day. So you would consider okay. a good experience then? So your first yeah. inpatient was for this food disorder? That was for generalized. Generalized. Yeah. Okay. Is that where I came to see you? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. That was the one you came to see me. Then I went into Roxbury after that. Um, I think it was actually later that year, February to March or something. Yeah. Uh, I was in Roxbury for a while, and then August or July through September, I was in Shepherd's Prep for eating disorder treatment, and then March and February of 2020, I was in Brook Lane, and there, like, I met, like, so many, like, so nice people. We talk every day. Okay. Yeah. I want to touch on the self-harming thing. You, We've noticed that it's more common than we thought, mm-hmm. the self-harming with people. I forget who else we... It was uh, Ashlyn. Ashlyn, the one that... Ashlyn? Chelsea's cousin. Okay. She, she self-harmed herself. And you mentioned that it, it is more common than what we thought. It's I have common. another friend whose daughter did that as well. Do you mind sharing what you did? No. Um. Yeah, no. It got to points where, like, it's, like, you hear stories about, like, how drug users will, like, do anything to, like, get money to, like, get the drug, you know? But, yeah. like, it was kind of, like, at that point, I had, like, the my mom's stuff, like, all the sharps were, like, locked away because I was in a day program before I went into that inpatient. And I don't know. Wait. It, it's, um, you can find anything to self-harm, anything. Okay. So, um, like, basically, like, I... You can use if you put your mind to it. So what types of things did you do? Like I, I'd break mechanical pencils, use the plastic on mechanical pencils. Like and I just cut yourself. Yeah, it 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 got to that point. Um, there were. I I used eyebrow razors for a while. There were different things. It really depended on what was around me. Did you do this every day? 
Um, I don't know about every day, but when it happens, it usually happens more than once. Where did it originate from? How did you get the idea of, hey, let me do this to myself? Did you learn it from somebody in school? I honestly have no idea. No experience? I remember finding things on your computer about self-harm. Um, things that you would research. And uh, I, I don't know if that's how you learned about it, no, but I know you would no. research it. And um, I thought maybe that's how. Yeah, I was always curious on how people start with doing that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just more like thinking about like the benefits. There aren't many, but... What was your benefits? It was like... If I did that, it took away the emotional pain, and it gave me physical pain instead. So it took that away for a little bit. But it doesn't last long. <laughs> so how many years would you say you were doing that? Um, Probably four. Okay. On and off. Now I'm sitting here, and I know we haven't spoken a long time, yeah. Aunt Vicky, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting here. What... How do you, what are you taking in as far as like how we're perceiving you guys right now? Like put yourself, how do you think we're thinking right now? Stigma. I'm trying to bring this back to this stigma. So are, do you guys feel comfortable sharing this stuff with us or do you feel like we're judging? No, I don't feel you're judging at all. I'm okay. comfortable with it. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is new. Are you this me? <laughs> I was seeing if you wanted to comment. <laughs> I was just curious because we don't think about that sometimes. Well, we've not yeah. we've not heard this. I mean, Maddie's in our family. Maddie was when Vic had problems when she was little. She lived with us basically, like yeah. weekends yeah, I and she I mean, over all the time as a baby. <laughs> yeah. I remember baby, she'd leave yeah. the room. She'd be like, "Watch Maddie." I'm like, uh, <laughs> "I don't remember all that." I'm not experiencing this kid stuff. I know you have some of her secrets on her cooking. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I have exposed her at family <laughs> reunions multiple times on her brownie making. Yes. Sam's they're, Club. They're... <laughs> Shout out to Sam's Club. It's not sponsored. <laughs> but no, Maddie spent a lot of time. I mean, I don't know if she remembers. Yeah. She slept in a playpen at the bottom of oh, our bed. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. That was like... You she... remember being that young? Oh, I remember, yeah. I don't remember that. I loved being over at your house. That was my favorite place to be. And we had our dog, and she'd be in her walker with cheerios or whatever and the dog would like be falling around i remember you had to keep cheese in the refrigerator for when i came over yeah maddie was a fussy <laughs> eater but she spent a lot of time as an infant with us yeah, she did and then uh till probably like two or three yeah it was pretty frequent she was just part of the the group we yeah. hooked her in the we had a minivan that had a building <laughs> car seat and we just like took her everywhere like she just became part of the family <laughs> So that was, that's when we were the closest. Yeah. Now you, I'd always known you as swimming, right? Yeah. You, did you grow? You went in school and you swam in school, right? Um, I swam till like eighth grade. Was that like a, a good outlet for you? Did you? Yeah, and something I also kind of realized is like that ended in eighth grade, and the depression started getting a lot worse in ninth. So I'm thinking maybe like that extra downtime yeah. from not going to swim practice or like not having something to get my mind off of it might have contributed to it. So a you enjoy bit. going there and swimming? 
I hated it. <laughs> but <laughs> did you did you do it by choice or were you forced to do it? Um, I was forced to go, but I wanted to swim. If that makes sense. That don't make any sense. Like I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to swim on the team. I just never wanted to go to practice. She didn't want to practice. Okay. Were you better she than everybody else? No. Oh. <laughs> She's like Alan Iverson. Practice? Yeah, she no. She needs practice. I, I call her AI on this podcast? <laughs> Ask my parents. I'd cry. And yeah, she did not like going no, to I practice. I didn't like going to practice. She was good, though. She was a good butterflyer. She has records, I think, still today at Central, um, if, I, if I'm right on that. I don't yeah, know. No, maybe not anymore, but she had them for a while. Yeah, she was a good butterflyer. Well, congrats on that. Yeah. Thank you. A long time ago. It's like not that long. Yeah. So you went from that, you went from swimming, and you said that's when you had more downtime. So when you were during that period, is that when David was active in addiction? I'm not 100% sure Ooh. when he was. I mean, I know probably 5th through 7th he definitely yeah, was. Yeah, definitely was. Um, he definitely was 5th through 7th, but like don't know about think. before that. I can't when, remember. Yeah, when you when you were swimming, I I don't remember. Um, I don't think. I that, don't think that he was. That at least I wasn't aware of it. If he yeah. was at that point, anyway. Yeah. Not that we were aware. Of. So Dave's Dave's addiction wasn't the the full reason why you went the way you went. No. It was other things as well no. as, as Dave. Yeah. I mean that was just added anxiety in the household oh yeah no it was yeah. in no way shape or form david like it was just i don't know like a lot of stuff was happening it was middle school okay hard years didn't like school and you switched been, schools yeah. at what age did you switch schools um that like was third grade you went to yeah Central that was third grade. grade oh that was younger yeah okay, younger. okay. so we, we stopped swimming didn't yeah. we pick up tennis somewhere? Yes, yes, we did. And then you came to one of my tennis matches, and I was not yeah, there. Yeah, you were not there. <laughs> Me and Uncle Joe asked everybody, Maddie Reinman? Maddie Reinman? And one girl said, she's over there. So we went over there. Maddie Reinman? Oh, but that she's was not Maddie here today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we never did get to see you play tennis. But... Why, why tennis? I don't know. Um, my cousin, um, the only girl cousin that I have, um, <laughs> on the other side, she played tennis for a while, and... So I was like, when I was younger, I was like, I want to be like Sarah. So like I would, I would go to like tennis for kids programs in the summer. Then like I was like, you know what? I don't have swimming, something to do. Start going to like Wise Haven, see how I like it. And then went on from there, did freshman and sophomore year of the tennis team. And then I couldn't junior year because I was told by my doctor that I couldn't because I was still recovering from um, the eating disorder, so they were like, they didn't want me over-exercising. Okay. Yeah. And then I just kind of stopped. So tell us about the eating disorder. Is that when you couldn't eat because you felt like you were going to get sick, or is this a different episode? This is a different episode. It started... It... Junior year, I think, is when we confronted it. Um, yeah, it's when we confronted it. Um, basically... Um, I don't know if I should say numbers or anything, okay. but um, I dropped the, like 40, 50 pounds in like two months. So you didn't eat or you ate and you purged? Um, both. Okay. But mostly didn't eat. Okay. Yeah. 
So you went to counseling for that? Yep, I went to in uh, Shepherd M- Pratt in Maryland. In yeah, July. So yeah. for the listeners out there right now who Maddie have the same thing that you went through, and obviously their parents may or may not know, or they're afraid to bring it up. What what is the experience in a rehab for an eating disorder? It's hard, especially um, with my experience. I mean, I had so many nice girls that I was with luckily I mean everywhere I've been I've met really nice people that I still talk to to this day but um what's a day like in a in a rehab for an eating addiction um so you wake up and usually we'd get like a shower or something we'd they'd give us our meds we'd have like a group then we'd all go down to breakfast and basically, they'd have, like, people standing all around. I was going to say, people stare yeah. to make sure you were eating. People standing okay. around, um, people handing out food, and people just kind of watching. Mm. And uh, it was... They were very strict. It was they, very strict, and it was not a fun experience. If they, if they dropped a piece of food on the floor, wasn't no. it replaced? Then no. they Then they didn't make them eat that. But I thought you said they, like, if they drop a... No, but basically, like, if you had, like half of a fry left they'd be like you have to eat that yeah. like you have to like empty all the packets of ketchup completely like they, they're very strict on serving sizes what? okay they're very strict like you have to use all the butter you have to eat things you don't like or else um if you don't eat something even if it's just like one tiny little thing you get uh, an ensure they get an ensure yeah that drink that's for yes. those that don't know that's one of those uh supplements supplements and sure you can yes. get that at the store they give that to they give to a lot of different people yes. i remember just uh seniors uh joe's dad had that when he had oh, cancer yeah. at the end because he couldn't eat so those he had are to my do the biggest insure. fear they and don't then, taste good yeah i thought they had different flavors didn't they they do they but. do but they're <laughs> my biggest fear I, it's funny whenever i go to the grocery store with my friends i'll joke around and if i see them i'll like scream and run away <laughs> <laughs> They're in the supplement section, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. They're like little bottles. Yes. Yeah. It's like chocolate, <laughs> vanilla. He has some out here. Do you want him to mix this up? Yeah. What's, and- your, what's your favorite worst flavor? What's my favorite what? Worst flavor. You said they're all bad. So what's your favorite? My favorite what flavor? Worst. worst. Your worst flavor. Uh, I think they come in strawberry, vanilla, and chocolate, right? Oh, yeah. Strawberry was the worst. <laughs> I never I never drank strawberry. Chocolate was my favorite. So I know you might like strawberry. <laughs> nah. It might be your go-to eventually. You don't know. <laughs> so every every meal, they watched you. Every meal, uh, yeah. And then you did counseling, self-counseling, individual, and then group, or? Um. Yeah, there was individual counseling every day. There were groups every day. There was meetings with the doctors every day. There was, like, they took our vitals and everything to get our pressures checked. Because at that point, I everything was low. Yeah. Like, I had really bad anemia. Like, I every time I stood up, I, I thought for sure I'd faint. She looked very healthy, but she lost. I mean, her weight was healthy, but she lost a lot of weight. And I was just and like her a system ghost. system was shutting down on her. It yeah. was shutting down because she wasn't getting nutrition. Yeah. So what what was your take from that rehab? What does it take to get through that program successfully? Drink the in- onshore or whatever. It is. <laughs> Avoid the onshore and eat. <laughs> Basically, just I don't know. 
finding a way to control, like... Self-control? Yeah, self-control. Would you say it comes down to discipline and creating a new habit, basically? Mm-hmm. But yeah. also dealing with the issue that caused you to get into that situation. Yeah. So did you acknowledge, and you don't have to share with us, but did you acknowledge what that situation was and what your issue was? Um, I never really was sure about why, but I mean, I was bullied a little bit when I was younger, so I'm thinking for my weight, so that was probably a lot of what started it, and then just kind of throughout the years, it just kind of more and more happened, and it just... Okay. So this place strictly stuck with the eating disorder part of it, and didn't even, like, hack into the whatever was causing it. Um... Like, they didn't try to dig in deeper and figure out what caused you to do this? They did. Uh, they they try with everyone, but I don't know. They have, like, so many people that it's just kind of... So, did you share with friends? I shared with... Okay, so there's been instances where I'll tell one of my close friends. And I'm like, don't tell anybody. Okay. And then, like, they'll be like, okay, I won't. And then, like, I find out she'll tell someone that I don't like. This happened last time. But, um, a lot of drama in yeah. these places. But anyway, I got upset. I was like, it is not your business to be spreading my business around. And so basically... I can't imagine a bunch of girls together. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, so I basically texted her, and then when I saw her in the hall, I didn't confront her, but kind of did. Okay. So you were in there, and you were out. So for any listeners out there um, that have eating disorders, what would you say to them? What's your best advice through your experience? Um, everything's good in moderation. Like something I learned, it's okay to have, it's okay to eat anything as long as it's not a big amount and it's not too, like too much or too little. It's just... Every once in a while, you can have something unhealthy, even. Okay. Because even adults, I mean, you listen to the podcast where I eat my face off a couple weekends ago. Yeah. And, and like, that... Glad to see you got it back. (laughs) Yeah, because... I think her her nose is still trying to grow a little bit, but... So, you listen to that. So, it's not even just young people. Like, this happens to adults as well oh yeah no when i was in treatment there were 70 year old women okay oh yeah there were there were like year like eight middle-aged like do i fit in that 70 category is that what you're saying no (laughs) you know you're age 70 (laughs) literally ranged from um i think it started at like a 12 year old to like a 70 something like it ranges yeah that's crazy 12 years old I think a lot oh, of this yeah. comes from being early. bullied. It comes from the stigma of being overweight and being bullied. I don't even remember being, being 12 years old. How do you even understand something like that at 12 I, years old? I just start thinking back to seventh grade when like, I was having trouble with swallowing. If maybe that might have contributed to the eating disorder because I might have thought, well, I lost that much weight when I couldn't eat then. So it's yeah. like, imagine how much weight I can lose now. And that was your goal yeah. to get skinny. And when you see yourself, when you drop that much weight in that short amount of time, did you still see yourself as heavy? Yeah. Like, okay. I, I, no matter what weight I'm at, I still see myself the same. To this day? Yeah. Okay. So How you're do we still... fix that? It's mental. 
it's, it's metal. metal. I mean, I just just today I bought this there's outfit. Gotta be, oh there's got to be a way to laughing at my outfit. We need to. Can we say this for this. another episode? Yeah. <laughs> that's why we're help. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> like, that's why I'm asking her these questions. This what is do you every. Say this is like somebody? almost every girl. So you self image. Self image is what you're saying, Dylan. It is. I mean, Tori. Tori touched on it a little bit. There yeah. for a while. Yeah. And what does it come down to? It, it's self-image. It's you want to fit in. It's the stigma of not fitting in. It's yeah. so name calling. Were you called any names when you're growing up? Oh yeah, I was called fat ass. People would sing like Maddie and Food sitting in a tree, like and like just like singing like stuff like that. And, and that was an early age. That was you that were was very young. I wasn't even I don't think in elementary school yet when that was happening. So that was pretty early. So you might not remember doing, but that stuff like that adds up over time. To me, in my opinion. Well, if you're insecure and you have a lot going on, because you're so young, you're still you're still learning at that point. And if that's what people are doing to you, you don't necessarily know how to take it. You don't know how to take it. You don't have that conscience that's built yet, and the self confidence that is built yet that you can just say, "Oh, whatever." Like they're just bullying me. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, they bullied you. You never had a chance to to yeah. to build your self confidence because it yeah. happened so, so young. young. Yeah. Yeah, and that just kind of led to like me letting people kind of run how my life has been going, just for most of my life. But I've been working on that. Okay. Yeah. So the second therapy that you went to, um, inpatient, was for generalization, mm-hmm. general things. What What's the treatment like there? Um, it's it's basically like the same. Get up early. Um, a lot of groups are not as strict on eating. That's one thing. Um, they didn't like they they marked what you ate, but it wasn't a big deal. You know, okay. like you didn't have to. So I visited you in this this um hospital yes it was co-ed yes i remember when i walked in one of the guys was having a temper tantrum you i think you were in a session when i got there i'm not gonna lie i was nervous wreck i was nervous you have to go through a lot to get into the to the unit itself i think Mm -hmm. they searched me yeah, I'll never forget. I think I had to leave my stuff. At the, I think I brought you food or, yeah, I brought you snacks. Wow. <laughs> I, I remember I brought her a bag of snacks. Literally, I brought candy Is and stuff. Is that to protect the patients? And they had to yeah. check it in. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, she couldn't, she had to get it at certain times. Right. There was questions that they asked me and things like that. So, it was kind of, and it wasn't my first time in a hospital mm-hmm. like that, but my first time with you. Yeah by myself and I knew I was a little nervous going in there but you were laughing I mean everybody was having a good time at that point in this session and I remember you and I went to a room they put us in a room yeah. together and it was a little weird because I have this phobia that I can't get out <laughs> so Maddie kept me going like the whole time and we had a lot of talk and there was stuff going on in the hallway and mm-hmm. things like that so in that case People were in there for different things, correct? It wasn't yeah. just eating disorders. It was no. all different things. Yeah, there were people there for anger as well. And just um, some people with like um, autism or like special like special needs, needs will come in. Okay. I think that's happened at like two of my inpatients. We've had one, but yeah. 
So in those group sessions, what do you talk? Because everybody's there for a different reason. Yeah. So you just talk in general, like how to get through everyday living and things like that. Yeah, I mean, generally, a lot of the people are feeling the same way that are in there. And it's basically, like, when you're in there, you kind of have to get lucky with the people you're in there with. I did for, I would say, all of them. But what do you ex- mean by that? You have to get lucky. With the people that you get put in there with. Because, like, some people can be good to be around and some just don't like the last one I was in I made people that I don't think I could ever be closer to anyone else like I okay my friend Maddie and uh, my friend Jarek like those two I met them there and I don't know like we just had like this bond and we were all just like a family it was kind of weird one night we were all just like sitting at a table um and we were like passing around this like banana I don't know it was weird, but like just like the smallest things, like you'll remember and be like, no one else would find that fun. But like <laughs> if you're sitting in a hospital with nothing else to do, it was fun. <laughs> so so you fit in and felt more comfortable with with those girls or guys or whoever. Um, sometimes, because sometimes I also felt like I didn't because I usually hang out with like people. I mean, a lot of my friends have mental. Um, illness issues so would you say a majority i mean we're learning this doing these podcasts that more people have mental health issues than we're dealing with and it's starting at a very very young age like at tio when he brought his up in his podcast was like three years old Mm -hmm. so you would say a majority of your friends even outside of the hospital have issues oh yeah um a a big majority it's kind of funny my my best friend just got out of a a day program and um right after she got out of it i got put in it <laughs> so this is like it's now. interesting now it's we, yeah. interesting to me that that this isn't being addressed yeah no like we have we have the same psychiatrist we had the same medication we like we like to make fun of each other for that but okay. you think social media contributed to any of this probably um i'd say were you into social media pretty pretty early in your life like as a young young child? Not as early as some people. Okay. We didn't allow you to have a phone. I remember yeah, you were no. mad at us. 15 maybe? I wasn't as... No. no. It was way sooner than I was that. like 12, yes, 11 or yeah. so. Yeah. But a lot of people already by that point already had social media. But I don't know that that really contributed much in a way of worsening my mental health. But it definitely didn't help. Okay. I would say you're pretty open about uh, the things you're going through. How's it feel to admit to these things? Admit to you going to counseling and doing all this stuff? Um, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about it before. So, like, I'm just kind of used to talking about it. Does it make you feel better talking about it with other people? Uh, sometimes probably more to the closer group of friends yeah. than it is for the outer. Um, I know David kind of said that you were uh, his idol. Who's your idol? I know you said David a little bit, but who do you, who were you always looking up to growing up? It could it, be an actress. It could be anybody. Who's that one person that I, you wanted to be like? I think it could be your mom or your 
anybody. <laughs> that woman over there. <laughs> Sorry, I set you up for that one. Um, no, I'd I'd say it probably was always David. Was it? Yeah. Um. Some. I don't know why, but like ever since I was younger, we've just had this really, really close bond. For like, I don't even know why. It just ever since. I've always felt so attached to him, and I've always looked up to him no matter what he's done. I mean, you always had to look up Zach, too. He's kind of tall. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he, he's tall. He has a mustache now. So it's kind of hard to take him seriously. <laughs> but you even think about, like, you were with us a lot, but Dave would come a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah, Dave was I mean, around. Dave we used was, to hang around yeah, a lot. Dave would come over with Austin and Dylan, and then he would just be with us as well. So That's interesting as well, because we've been... We didn't know Dave was doing that. Mm-mm. I think he started after we stopped kind of getting together. I yeah. think it probably started at the end of high school. Yeah. I think that's what that he said. It was the end of high school. Yeah, yeah that's what he said, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He started. Yeah. That was. I think that. in high school is kind of when we kind of stopped hanging out, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we didn't have we any We were always clue. together at one point. Baseball was one thing. We were all involved yeah. in baseball. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. going to baseball? Yeah. I remember um, being taken out of St. Patrick's early to go to Zach's baseball games. Yeah. 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 So they so played baseball. Your idol was uh, David. That's interesting. Yes. So you guys both kind of rely on each other. Yeah. Um, do you believe in a higher power? Yes. I'm Christian. Are you? Um, I wouldn't say I'm as into it as I used to be. Um but um, I believe, I don't know, like, I believe there is someone, but I don't know. Yeah, religion's an uh, interesting topic it's for me. It's a tough question mm-hmm. for anybody. It is, it is. It is. But if you ask anybody out in the street straight up if they're a Christian or whatever, it's, it's tough for them because uh, that's I didn't another, ask them if they're, I didn't ask her yeah, if they're I'm, I'm just saying higher say, power. I'm just saying you're whatever, higher power or whatever. It's it's just tough for somebody to answer that question. I agree, but But it, why is that? Because of stigma. That's true. That's a good It goes point. down to stigma of that too. And but, then people start bashing you with questions and then it's like, Well, I don't have the answer for you because I didn't get that far or I I don't know that much. It's like as but soon are they bashing as, as soon as somebody you? says are they bashing you or are they just curious? The fact that yeah, like me right I now? got a phone call. No, you're not You're not bashing me. Yeah. I, I like when you ask me questions because that gets me more involved even more into the Bible and I'm learning more. I have to tell you, and this is getting a little off topic, Maddie, here, but both these guys work with guys all day long. And one day my phone rang from both of them and I'm thinking something must have happened to Dad because it's it's not even I'm still working and Dylan called me first of all you do not answer your phone we had this conversation I was working you answer about 30% so I didn't answer the phone to either one of them and then I got panicked because they don't normally call me and I called both of them and their question to me I thought there was an emergency and their question both of them asked me the same question do I believe in purgatory and I'm thinking purgatory or purgatory 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 purgatory, however you want to say it because you don't believe in it anyway so it don't matter how (laughs) whatever but I hung up after that and I thought now these are grown men Mm. on their lunch break construction workers who say fuck 
Uh, not me. Not you. Not our, constru- our construction <laughs> site. <laughs> our construction <laughs> site does not consist of but... those words because I run that construction okay. site. <laughs> but whatever. Like I had to smile, and I had to think, "Wow, these are young adults." Mm-hmm. You just said grown men talking about because well, you're not kids <laughs> talking about religion on a lunch break. Like kudos, like that made me happy. Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of promising like that, that, in a way. That makes me happy. So the when Maddie I... asked that, when Maddie was just asked that question, why was you, why did you ask that question to Maddie? Because I come from a, a perspective of curiosity. I'm curious, like okay. religion and treat like it's an interesting cop- topic for me. I will sit here and talk to Dylan and my mom and anybody about religion. Like it just interesting to me what people what their beliefs are. There's so many different beliefs out there. Everybody's different. Yeah, like um, my friend Mallory, I think it was a couple weeks ago, we went to First Friday in the city. And um, it was it was fun. We went, we got tarot card readings. And, What's up? Uh, it's basically like a psychic. Oh, okay. But like, I don't know how to explain it. But it was and a they lot read of cards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They I've flip cards that. over and, and then they read them. It was... It was insane, cause like this lady was like, like, really like. She was on point. Yeah, it was weird because at that point, I had just gotten through a breakup, and she was like, "You just go through a breakup," and I was like, and I looked at Mallory, and she was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> but then she was also like, "Something tells me you also did modeling." And I, I did for a while. That's on her TikTok. I also. <laughs> That's I, interesting to me. I also did acting issues. as well. For that was a something bit. she did to help, and it did help her in a sense. In a sense. Self image, yeah. I did that in March after I got out of the last hospital. So, how'd that help you? Um. Confidence. Yeah. Yeah, but was it other people giving you comments that built that confidence? I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's the. Biggest confidence booster was making it in, gotcha. probably. Just because it's like, all right, like I have a shot here, but yeah. And so when you looked at, obviously, this we're learning this, folks, together. Did you look at your photographs and see beauty? Oh, I hated every one of them. But they were probably good. Did people yeah, tell yeah. you how great they were? Pe- people say that, but. I hate every one of them. You still hate every one of them. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I want to see these Sound afterwards. Like We're going to post one of these on, on our podcast because, so it helped build your image, but you didn't see the beauty in them yourself. No. Okay, so what else did this person tell you about your cards? Oh, yeah. And then she was like, you're going to like have like a really like hard thing, but you're going to get through it. And... I think that was kind of what she was talking about with so it's a very long story so I was in a relationship for two years very unhealthy relationship um telling me what I couldn't couldn't wear do say mm. yeah I'm not laughing at you I'm, I'm laughing at my mom because we had this conversation <laughs> why not, does it always come about, back to me not about you not about it's, it's yeah. okay but yeah no and after that like for a while, like, I'd still text him after I broke up with him. I still texted him, but it got to the point where, like, one day he was, like, he showed up to my front door because he'd done something to himself, 
And he was like crying to me, like begging for me back. And it just, it wasn't good for my mental health because it's like, this isn't what I need right now. So that was selfish on his part. Yes. Very selfish. That happened. So I ended up blocking him as the result. So you had all this going on. Yeah, this started September. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did. So you have a lot you're dealing with. She does. So every day, so now every day you look to David's strength that he got through his fight every day and is going to fight for the rest of his life. Yeah, because I I just can't imagine like the things he went through, he got through them. So the things I'm going through. You'll get through. Yeah. Do you feel like you're going to fight it for the rest of your life? There's times I do and times I don't. Um, I mean, I definitely don't see it going away. What do you do to help it, like, every day? What do you do? Um, usually just... Your coping skill set. Yeah, just, like, listening to music, or I'll, like, go exercise, or... Go for a walk. You like to do that. Music's a big impact in people's lives. They don't realize that. It is a very big impact for her. She makes fun of my music. Your mood swing can go from here to here real quick. Just listen to music. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to country. Some countries okay. <laughs> Some's okay. Some. <laughs> I tried to listen to her music and it, it's, it's She doesn't different. like my music. She doesn't like any bad words, so she doesn't like my music at all. So it's a rap? Uh, it's, it's a variety. Okay. Yeah, but like my wife and I had this conversation. There's, there's songs that I like not because of the words or the lyrics but just because of the beat in the yes. song mm-hmm. yes and that's she's a lot she does have songs that i listen to that she likes um is it more the music that you like or is it the words because sometimes i think it's the music that you you, you tend to Why? like because you just don't want I'm me praying. you don't like the words i'm praying it's not the words i'm praying <laughs> do we hear this music on the regular radio i mean you probably hear it on tiktok <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you're, you're on, TikTok. on TikTok. <laughs> do you listen? Do you like it because you feel like you can relate to the lyrics, or do you just like the the tunes or the like yeah. your mom's asking? Yeah, like I, uh, I have like Look at 20... her praying over there. Well, what's the song we listened to on the way in um, about the guy that was in a mental hospital and they found these? It was a song. What was it called? <laughs> oh, it's a good song. Oh it, it sounds insane, but it's it a good insane. song. The guy had two people buried underneath his house. I mean, come on. I'm it's just, a good song. I'm come on. These words. It's thinking. called That's All by uh, Hello Everybody. My name's Evan D. Craven. I am today's newest patient. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard it. It goes like that, but. Is it on the radio? I don't, I don't know if it's on the radio. I probably would have never heard of it. It's, it's a good song okay but you relate to it and that helps you yeah i mean i'm not i'm not a paranoid schizophrenic or i don't have people hiding like buried under my house but like because <laughs> <laughs> I, I live in that house than that. <laughs> okay i think it's more the message you're trying to get yeah about. i think yeah. he's translating a feeling that he has yeah or some a belief that he has and that's one thing. Like, she'll hear the words and be like, what? It's not really about the words. I listen to the words. When I listen to music, that's what I listen to, the okay. words. 
I, but you're taking the words literally. I do. And if you not, does. if you listen to the words, he's trying to get a message across. It was, yeah. it was so funny. The word "ho" was in one. She was like, oh, "That's so rude." No, "ho" is not. No, no, no. Yes, you no, know the words. No, I don't like they called someone you. a "ho," and you were like, oh, "That's not nice." I remember Sometimes that. the truth hurts. It's like it's a song. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Okay. Look at that. They have two people cackling today. <laughs> Our layoffs. Yeah. Okay. So. So where do you where do you see yourself moving on from here? You're in high school, right? You're still in twelfth grade. Yeah. Where do you where do you see yourself in five years? In that's five I hate years. those questions, but <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. Where do you see yourself? Uh, in five you're years? about to ask it. Wait, the heck? He was five going years. one year. Let's do <laughs> one. Let's do one, let's do one day at a time. Exactly. Well, I mean, I could give you two answers. One, my best friend's plan, or mine. But I'll give you mine. I don't know. Um, probably move in with my best friend, uh, whenever we get the money for that. Speaking of which, we are finding out about the job today, if we get it or not. Hey, let's so, keep this on topic here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can kidding. tell me about that. <laughs> so you're going to get kidding. a job. <laughs> She's trying to occupy her time more. That's, that's something help. she wants to yeah, do. That'll yeah, that'll help. That'll definitely help. Yeah. That'll bring some income. Yes. Um, and it's with your friend. You shared this with me the other day. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yep. So what do you do every day? Like he's talking about where are you going to be in five years? Where where do you get yeah, your like, motivation for the next day? I want to be in Towson. I want to be at Towson University studying psychology. And I want to okay. eventually, after college, be working at a psychiatric hospital. Uh, being Helping a psychologist in the psychiatric um, adolescent unit. And that's great because you've yeah. experienced it. And that's why I want to go to Towson also because that's where um, Shepherd's Pratt was and that was one of the better ones I've been to and there's so many programs around there that I could get involved in if I went to Towson University. So that's like the main reason that I want to go there. You'll probably learn even more about yourself when, you get, yeah. when you're trying to help other people out. So it's like a win-win. Yeah. yeah. And they need that. Like they need, you can go to school, um, not Amelia. Amelia went to school, but Allie. The therapist. The therapist. She's she's down in Towson. She's working somewhere mm-hmm. down in Towson. She was here um, for a podcast when her and Dylan were going over the debate if it's a choice or not. And, and she has the experience from school. Mm-hmm. But you have the experience. You lived it through life, and then you're going to take the time to go to school to learn it. We have a good book here that maybe she can borrow. Um, it's Amelia's. I'm sure she'll let you borrow it. It's about all the addictions and diseases and mm. mental health disorders. Disorders, mm. and there's so many. Like it's a big, thick yeah. book on them. So yeah. that's great that you're working towards that. Yeah. I mean, just to come on here today and share this with us took a lot. And you're not the only one. Like there's a lot of them. A lot of people your age that are going through all this. Now you're a senior and COVID's here. So we talked a little bit about this. You you can't go to homecoming. No. The sporting events. Like probably, it's my senior year yeah. too. And so you're missing out on that adventure as well. And yeah. and COVID and you, you can't go out and do things. So that's depressing. Dr. Oz just had that on today. That's affecting normal oh, yeah. everyday life for everybody. A lot of people have been, like, their mental health has been just, like, decreasing because of everything because of with corona. Yeah. So and now you're struggling and you're getting better and you're still fighting it and you fight it every day. Yeah. 
And with David's help, even though you don't talk to Dave every day, just knowing that he's fighting and he's making it is motivating you. Yeah, I haven't called David or talked to him in, in very long, but still, like, every day. Yeah, I, that connection. Yeah, it's, like, I don't know. Okay. That's cool. Well, I, uh, I have another question real quick before we wrap this up. What were the conversations like between you and your parents when you were dealing with these things you were going through? Um, were you open about all these things? I was open some points, not as much. More so to me than dad. And um, others. I've always opened up more to my mom than my dad, but I... And Vicky, were you guys open to what she was telling you, or were you... I was open to it. I understood it because okay. I went through it. Okay. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I understood. And, and to this day, I try to get her to talk to me sometimes about it. And uh, I understand why she doesn't want to sometimes. But um, that it's, it would help her to talk to me as well. So that's something that we're working on. Yeah. Um, but her dad is, uh, he, he, he calls her, he texts her, and He's there. He's there for all the meetings. He's there. He, you know, mm-hmm. he's there for her. So, yeah. But he's, he doesn't understand it as well as not yeah. having it. It's yeah. hard to understand everything that's involved with it. So I mean, And mental health in your family is a big issue. It's oh, a big issue. Yeah. Our, it's a big our issue. Family. Our family. Especially our family. Our family. <laughs> um, so, and, and that's a story for later. Um, if Vic ever wants to share that part of her story. Sure. Yeah, I'd um, love that to come on. Sure. It, it it runs in the family and they say i mean we're still struggling i think austin read somewhere where it's hereditary it is hereditary um yeah so you're doing good i think the best thing we can do as a community is keep talking about it yeah Yeah. it helps keep sharing just remember don't just assume like what people are going through because you just never know yep Because we all look that normal look. Exactly. Yeah. We all come from this great family and everything's yeah. perfect. And behind the scenes, people are suffering like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard. And, and it's the stigma. Yeah. And Maddie knows more than we know what teenagers are going through today. And it's not easy. Oh. It, Do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? It's inside that matters, not the outside. Yep. Exactly. That's very true. Any any message you want to send out? Anything you want to share with anybody that might be struggling like you were struggling? Don't let what people say get into your head. I like that. Good. Do you uh, do you care if anybody like, reaches out to you? I know a podcast no. ain't really that big, so if someone wants to reach out, you're all right with that? Yeah, Where that's can they fine. find you? You don't have to say it's <laughs> They can reach out to us and we can forward it. The best thing to do is get in contact with her. I yeah. Think. So okay. um, you don't have to say her TikTok. They like could get your me Instagram, on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. What is it? Um, Maddie Elizabeth 72. Okay. Is Facebook's just your, your name? Facebook, yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, anybody wants to reach out to her? Any advice or anything? She's she's open to that. So. Yeah. And keep wanna... following your dream. Yep. You'll be a great therapist someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, thank Thank you. you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one.